All right, everybody, welcome. I can't believe it's another episode of the Bob Jeswell Show. That's me. I, I can't believe it. I'm dressed in salmon today. I just learned a new color. This is salmon. I thought it was orange. I didn't know what it was. Until a, a bull. I was out in the country, and a bull looked at me. I think he saw something bright, almost red-like, and he started charging. Anyway, I'm getting off track. Tonight on the Bob Jeswell Show, are you looking to find a great way to get your inner core and let's just say yourself in shape. It's going to happen tonight because we're going to share many different ways how to do just that. And some would say it's just like paddling your way upstream. Hmm. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about tonight's episode. Our guest is coming up straight ahead on the Bob Jeswald Show. Personal power. People positive. The community of connection. This is the Bob Jeswald Show. Yoga instructor, a runner, a writer... Even an explorer who just recently traveled the United States on a bicycle. Who would do that? Somebody who's in good shape, I can tell you that. And her name is Charlotte Gallagher of Supya. <laughs> Supya, right? Am I saying here? Supyal. Supyal. It, it should be the LL on there. You didn't put the LL on there. No, anyway, I'm just... But that is the name of your yoga facility, which is like totally cool. And traveling the United States, I still can't believe I was following you. I think everybody was kind of wearing through your trip. You well documented it. In fact, I thought there was somebody there with you. You had one of those selfie sticks on a bike as you're going across country. And I'm like, how does she do it? How can a woman like you, I mean, and I know it, I know you personally, but somebody's going to ask, do such a thing. How is that possible? Why are you who you are, Charlotte? That's a loaded question, Bob. Oh, this is good. I want to hear as much as I've known you for a while. I want to really hear it. Let's well, where do you want me to start? Which, Let, let's start. Let's start. Why you are who you are? For somebody who can tackle these things that you do, you're in fantastic shape, first of all, and you're focused. And and uh, you know, I, I admire that. I always thought that was quite interesting. We, we you know, we've had you on other shows, and um, it, just in the community, what you've done. I mean, you're a running expert. You you're the one who got me into this. Oh, sorry, size eleven. <laughs> so those are like three sneakers ago when we were doing soldier marathon, but you told me go in a larger shoe, Bob. I mean, you just have all this wealth and knowledge. Your feet will feel a lot better. In fact, it does. I, I wear a size 11 now. It makes me feel makes like a difference. A, makes a difference. It did. So tell us about you. Seriously, where's your education come from and what you, you've done a lot. You grew up Catholic in Birmingham. We'll take it from there. Did you go to USA? Is it University of Southern Alabama or South, South Alabama? South Alabama. USA. USA. I've been down McGill Tulin have their graduations down there. My niece graduated. Love it at USA. Yes. So that being said, tell us about Charlotte and uh, your, your maiden name's French is good deal. Good deal. Like it's a good deal. It's a good deal. Yeah. And, and you have a good deal for us today, free of Hopefully, charge. Yes. So tell us about <laughs> it. I'll let you talk. Uh, so I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama and went to John Carroll Catholic high school. And both my parents are history teachers. So I kind of grew up, I did grow up with just having these amazing role models as parents because they're very focused and dedicated to education. So from the get go, I was always very kind of obsessed with being focused on my grades and doing well in school and all that stuff. And I played softball growing up. I was on the track and cross country team in high school. I did my freshman year at South Alabama on the track team. So I've always been, yeah, just very focused and dedicated to school, to sports in general. I love being an athlete just in everything that I do. Um, volleyball, play that for fun, really any sport, right? Um, I guess when you ask like, you know, why I am the way I am now is besides that, I actually grew up with awful anxiety attacks. Um, I had my first one when I was 13 years old and it really kind of shaped, you know, for the next 10 years I was having these on and off. Um, if you've ever had a panic attack, you know what I'm talking about. It just feels like you're going to have a heart attack and you're going to die. And it really inhibited my life though, um, to the point where I had to be on medication um, I went to therapy off and on for a while and trying to just figure out like, what is this, you know, what is this anxiety and why do I keep having it over and over again? So I had to do all these things, therapy, medication, but I also had to self teach myself, you know, I had to self study and really dive in on my own to figure it out. Very interesting. You know, I don't think there's probably, too, there's probably many people listening right now. They have have actually experienced that. I know people in my family, they have it. I had it. I, I remember my first time having that anxiety and being, say, you got anxiety. Um, but once I knew what it was, but now that I get in my mid fifties, I'm, I'm 56, this as of 14th of June, I, uh, it makes you feel like you're having a heart attack. So as you get older, you're even more paranoid about it, but knowing what it is, 
I kind of, like you said, knowing your inner self, I know there's things in everybody's life or childhood. There could be something that tripped it off or whatever. Have you ever heard, just not, I don't want to digress here, but I hear that a lot more than ever. Do you think it's from something, our diet, or is it something in our, have you ever heard any medical expert tell you, is it something from electronics, too much going on, microwaves? I mean, I'm. It, so many people are experiencing this. So... What I learned, it can be diet. It can be too much sugar, too much caffeine. It could be as simple as that. Just changing. He's drinking decaf, so that's good. Yes, decaf. Um, make sure. <laughs> um, I mean, now I can drink a cup of coffee and be fine because I understand the sensations. I understand um, what it means when you do drink too much caffeine. So, yes, it could just be food, first of all. The yeah. main thing that I learned was it's our thoughts. It's all up in our head. Sure. It's all this what-if thinking. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if I pass out? What if I embarrass myself? What if I fall and trip? What, like, it's this constant just, ah, you know, that's happening in I our minds. See that. I could see that. Um, yeah. And what really helped me was cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT. And that was like a clear cut direction of how you can label your thinking, basically. So you put down, I have this thought. Then you ask yourself, is this true or false? Nine times out of 10, it's false. Sure. So then you're able to kind of instantly notice it faster and faster the more you practice this and, you know, either just let that thought go or you change it in some way. So that in and of itself was huge. And then I found yoga and yoga helped me even more with my breathing. And I'm a huge believer in breath work. Like if you don't even want to do yoga ever, I can feel it. Yes. Just do the breathing part. That is key. That is literally our life force. We breathe every second of every day. If we aren't breathing, we're dead. right? Right. So it's, it's something that we take for granted. So in my yoga classes, it really, any yoga teacher will, if you've ever been to yoga class, you know that we stress yes. the breath. We stress the breath. Yes, yes, stress the breath. <laughs> um, you know, to really focus on it because you can't notice a breath and not be in the present moment. Interesting. Because you do say, and you know, namaste, but when you're, when you're lying there and you are doing a stretch, or, and, and I told you once before, I actually did a, a hot yoga, which is Bikram was one of the guys in the West Coast who started it in San Francisco. That was the first yoga first I ever yoga. did. Yeah, they did. Yep. And uh, wow, you know, and and just you know, arms back. You know, you got it's so hard to do, but it uses so much strength and breathe through it. But I know there's times when you're doing a yoga pose, sometimes you feel like you can't breathe because you got to open up, and opening up is one way to do it. And, and you've opened up. You expanded everything when it came to yoga to try to overcome this this anxiety, or at least yes. and you made a good point, made a germane point. You know, you're saying about it to me. I think it's very interesting is knowing the symptoms, or you said know what they are. Now you can identify with these things coming up. So when you know it's anxiety, if somebody's out there, maybe tap something and get into something which helps you breathe better. And, and yoga happens to be one of them. And you, so, you know, yes, um, just being aware of what the sensations are and knowing that they're not bad Yeah. because it's easy to feel our heart racing like mine is right now, just doing this show, to be honest. Sure. But I understand it's just because I'm nervous, I'm excited yeah. and I'm OK with that. Yeah. So I keep coming back to my breath even while I'm talking to you right now. Um, and yeah. And so learning what, what yoga did for me, though, is helped me love to be in my body when you're anxious, you want to be out of your body. You want to run, right? The fight sure. or flight got that. Yeah. clicks on and you just want to run away. Um, Cause you're like, I don't want to feel this. I, I don't like this. But what yoga does is it helps you to sit with your S H I T. Yes. I hear you. <laughs> and, um, and to be okay with that and know that all of our feelings, our thoughts, our emotions, they're temporary. They're not going to last forever. And whatever resists persists. So learning to be okay, even in those quote unquote bad feelings, like when we're feeling maybe just depressed or sad or, you know, just off or whatever. Like I was having an off day today, to be honest, you know, and, but knowing that's just, it's a factor of all these other things and, but it's not going to last forever. Sure. And it's easy to get caught up in thinking that it is. And that's when we kind of go down that spiral of, oh, I need medication to help this or whatever it is, or I need to numb this with alcohol or, you know, but, you know, I am a big believer in that our body wants to heal itself. It wants to come back to balance. 
you know, it's like a, when you scratch yourself, you know, we create that scar, we sure. create that right. scab, you know, our skin wants to heal itself. And if we learn to change our thoughts, change our beliefs, change our breath, all those things combined will make a huge difference in your life. I've, it happened to me. I've seen it happen to other people, but it takes persistence. You know, I, it takes I love time. It. You know, what, you know, mind me ask you too, today you felt a little anxious. Was it the show uh, or is it just something, or I don't want to get personal, but was it something like, just cause it's, you knew something, because this isn't really out of your comfort zone. I mean, you, you instruct classes, you and I've done this before. Or is it just because this is something different? Yeah. And it wasn't that it was more, um, I was tired today. Okay. I just came back from Montana last week. So I think I've, I'm kind of jet lagged. You would be jet lagged. I and came from <laughs> Buffalo and that's no excuse. Same time zone, but I feel jet lagged. I feel jet lagged. You know, when you said CBT, and I was thinking CBD, you know, oh, yeah. oil, right, right, <laughs> right away, my mind goes there because you've helped me before, not with CBD, but I've been taking CBD because I think it takes, not for everybody, but the omega sixes that are so potent in CBD oil, kind of anti-inflammatory. I found it to be, I you know, sometimes I feel I don't know, maybe it's placebo, but I've been taking a few drops under the tongue a day. I just do it. I mean, mm -hmm. it can't hurt. Yeah, and you've given me oregano oil before. Um, and I'll tell you, it makes a difference before. In fact, when I had COVID back in December, I started this, uh, oregano for a while, which I think helped with that head portion of the COVID symptoms with the massive mucus and draining. And then the fever came out and everything else, but I did it, but it also helped many other times when I just felt like a common cold coming on, you know, and, and so you use some natural medicine or should mm -hmm. I say, let's just say oils, essential oils that are obviously ones that are good to ingest. Uh, to help out. And you had that one time you, you helped me with that. I don't know if you're still using that as part of your, you know, routine to help stave off this anxiety or anxiousness, or, or is it, you think it's a, is it coupled just strictly with yoga or is it? Yeah, I use itself? it. So on a plane, for instance, I yeah. used to carry Xanax in my purse okay. just in case. Just in case, right. Um, well, that was years ago. That was probably 10 years ago. Now, now I carry oils in my purse mm -hmm. as my medicine and I'll smell peppermint or lavender or breathe is, is a combination of mm -hmm. a lot of things. And you gave me that too in a roll, a roll, yes, I put it all over my yes. chest and it run. I remember that. Yeah. And then you smell it and it just gives you that happy mm -hmm. feeling and you're like, yeah. oh, okay, like I'm so much better now. Um, cool. So, yeah. I, I love this. And you, you even did some deliveries for me too. I was at the gym one time. I think you came down mm -hmm. and you know, Bob, we got your stuff. You were like, what, are they doing a drug deal you. here? Uh, yes. No, we're doing an oil <laughs> deal here. That's what's going on. But yeah, on a plane, you could take it obviously. So if somebody says, Hey, I want to travel like you did. You can, you know, up to what, three ounces, the, the, you know, mm -hmm. TSA yeah, will let you, you can bring carry it. it. Okay. Yeah. And then Good. everybody's smelling it too. And hopefully they don't mind the smell. Most people are like, you know, what I know is what that? is this? So it smells like, good. <laughs> you know, you do. It smells good. You know, okay. So we were talking about that. You, you do, you're just not doing yoga, but you keep yourself because yoga in itself is a great way to stay in shape, folks. I, I could tell you, I mean, it's, you get done, you feel really pumped up. I mean, your body's stretched out, you feel good, but you, you move this into something else. You went into paddle boarding. I know you run because I ran with you and I know you paddleboard because I, didn't really paddleboard with you. Well, I did. I, we did it over by the Wave Shaper on the other side mm -hmm. of the island. But just to feel how it is in Columbus. We have, by the way, folks want to know, Columbus, Georgia has the longest urban whitewater rafting great experience you can ever have. And kayakers and um, zip lining. And Charlotte will tell us now about paddleboarding. So my company is Sup Y'all Yoga. Yeah. Sup Y'all. Yes, Sup Y'all. It's very Southern. <laughs> um, so I've done it now for seven or eight years yeah, on the Chattahoochee okay. for a while. Mm -hmm. um, I started in 2014 with Whitewater Express, and I used their paddle boards and went on the water, and I remember doing that one mm -hmm. time with you and Joanne. That's right, yes. It was so we, fun. We had a good time. And then I decided I wanted to get my own boards and just have my own company, and my husband actually came up with the sup y'all thing. Good and I just thought that was super cute. Is he Southern? I never even asked. He is. He yes, doesn't okay. sound Southern, but he, he is. He doesn't sound Southern, but he, yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's well, he's been around. And so he knows. So yes, that's a great idea. It works. I ran with it. And now I work for the Chattahoochee Paddle Company on the Phoenix City side. So you're on the other side of the old Brickyard mm -hmm. area. And um, I store the boards there. Yeah. And I've actually started branching out to other um, water areas like Lake Oliver, Lake Harding with the Wild Group. Good. Um, which is Women's Initiative for Learning and Discovery. Um, they do outdoor education for women. Good. So once a month, I have events with them. And it's always, everybody asks about, you know, well, can I do this if I've never done it before? Well, of course you can. Like, how do you expect to even get into anything if you never try it in the first place? Um, but I can tell, I know it looks intimidating when you first see it in a picture. So all my classes are Sup Yoga 101, Sup Yoga for All, 
I have a lot of beginners. I actually have a lot of people who come out who've never done yoga in their life and I applaud them so much, but it takes the seriousness out of it. I think for some people, because yoga is, I mean, it's a serious practice, you know, it's 5,000 years old. It has a lot of deep roots to it, but when you do it on a paddleboard and you fall, you have the water to catch you, which is, you know, you can laugh at yourself and cool off and it's not a big deal. I love it. And, you know, even from the standpoint, if you don't want to do yoga, you can actually get a paddleboard. And just by standing there doing a paddleboard, I, I found it to be, it, it's, it's very soothing. Mm-hmm. It's very soothing. You're, you're, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you have some balance, you know, even though it's wide, you can get the real wide paddleboards. You have Mine actually, very wide. and, and uh, the wide ones I felt, you know, I felt a little bit more at ease with it. I mean, if you have to, you wear a life jacket, which is recommended if you're on the river, but, yes. but I mean, just, you know, just, uh paddle and, and, and that core gets a workout. I was saying that as well. So this is good for your inner core, which oh, is your whole, body. your whole body, your whole body. I mean, it's weird. Like your feet will kind of feel weird the next day Your yeah. inner thighs, you know, you kind of work all these little muscles. You're not right. used to working. And what's great about a paddleboard is you can sit, kneel or stand. So if you're not comfortable standing at first, it's no big deal. You just sit sure. down and paddle or you lie down on your back and take a nap, which is nice. That's so cool so. to sit there and do that. Now people would ask, would you float away? You try to go and like areas that are more like glass or inlets, not going where the water's moving. So we have anchors, and that's oh, okay. how we stay put for the Sep Yoga classes. Okay. That's all so, I was wondering, because yeah. with yoga, I haven't done the yoga part with you. I'm thinking, how do you do that without moving? Like, hey, you over there, don't, yep. oh, you're getting, okay. Anchors. Anchors away, good. So at least we have that there. So it, yep. I shouldn't say anchors away. It would be anchor <laughs> down, anchor, anchor. in. We don't want to So I, you, you, you have yoga going on here. You bring it to the paddle boards, which I think is neat. Now there's a really big thing going on. You have the National um, Paddle Board Association. You, you got all these things going on. People do like tricks and all this kind of stuff on it. Do, are you into that or are you just, uh, you know? I'm not. Okay. I like it more for the relaxation purposes. Okay, so. I'm not into the um, uh, racing. Like that's just okay. not for me. I'd rather just chill, do the yoga okay. on it. That's more what I like it for. Sounds good. How many years have you been off the Xanax? Probably the last time I took it was 28, and I'm 36. Good. So Good for you. almost 10 years. So that's proof in a pudding. Anybody listening right now, I, I just know we have a generation we're so medicated. Yes. Um, I'm like anti, and you know, because I wouldn't come to you with the oils. I always like being open with that. And I had other uh, guests on your elements before. They know I've gone to them. Um, it, it, uh, there's something to be said about, of course, you have to have that. It's nice to carry with it because you just know, but you're so focused now and you know what it is, you can get past it. And, you know, for so many years you've been doing it, you're proof in the pudding. If somebody wants to do yoga anywhere they're listening, anywhere across the United States, listening to this podcast or whatever, what would you say to them? They're they're dealing with anxiety. I have anxiety because of X, Y, and Z. And everybody has their reasons why. Um, what would you say is the first thing they should do in their neighborhood or in their community? What, what do they need to do to get engaged? Um, it's really up to the individual, but several things. See if there's a local yoga studio nearby. If you're uncomfortable being in a group class, ask if they can do a private lesson for you so you can okay. do more of a one-on-one thing. Um, don't worry when you go into a class. It's so people, it's so funny. I find it hilarious. You know, they're like, oh, I'm so nervous to come to yoga. I'm like, no, you go to yoga. So you're, so you're not, not nervous. nervous. That's good. Because <laughs> it becomes. It makes sense. I know. Um, but it's this kind of fear. Oh, I just hit myself. Sorry. It's this fear of um, I'm not going to do it right or right. I'm not going to look good or this these people know what they're doing and I don't. But that's okay. You know, you don't, we don't know what someone else's journey is. We don't know if the person in the corner has been doing yoga for five years. Sure. The person next to you might also be a beginner, you know, with anything, not just yoga. You know, we have to kind of suck at being a beginner mm-hmm. in the beginning right. and then watch your progression happen. So, A, that's where I would start. B, um, journaling really helps. Journaling helps me a lot. I'm, so you write. You're a writer. Write. Tell people mm-hmm. about this. I mean, the writing part is just as important to, to get your thoughts out. Helps you see it. Do you share the journal with anybody? I know you write. Uh, so I mean, I have my own personal journal. Journal that's uh, it's called a a morning dump. Okay, I like that morning like dump that. after um, your coffee or before, and is it decaf or regular? During. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So um, it's literally where you wake up in the morning and you write three pages nonstop of just stream of consciousness writing. You don't care what it sounds like, what it looks like. You could write, I don't know what to write. 
I don't know what to write. What the hell am I doing? Right. I mean, it, it's just trying to dump all the crap out of your head okay. onto the okay. page so you're not taking it into your daily life. And what's so interesting is the more you keep writing, then these interesting revelations might happen. It doesn't happen every time. Right. But then you start to really just get more aware of reality, if that makes sense. And it, what is going on in my head? Sure. Why do these, these, these thoughts keep coming back? And what can I do about it? You know, what can I do about it? Fascinating. Um, in terms of, you know, I have some chronic pain in my body. What can I do about it? And I heard one lady say, I loved it. She said, be your own drug. Be oh, your own okay, drug. Okay, okay. I'm with that because I'm, I'm high on life myself. I don't need you any. Are. And people that I grew up with always would say that. They said, Bob, you didn't you didn't have to smoke weed. You don't have to do anything. You're, you're kind of your own guy, you know, and not saying I didn't, I didn't inhale, but I didn't, you know, but I, but I, uh, but I mean, seriously, I mean, when you, you do stuff, I really never had to, I feel, I feel like I'm high on life. I get high on people like you. And when I'm out in a community being at events or hosting them or whatever it may be, that's, that's, people don't realize it. They go, when do you ever sleep? Why do you do it? But that's my release. And I think I'm, I'm on board with what you're saying. You got to find a release that works for you. Yeah. It could be running. It could mm-hmm. be tennis. It could be biking. I mean, you just got to, kind of go through the checklist of different things to find that thing that just lights you up and you can tell like, oh, I feel so much better doing this. And in terms of um, what else to do, so therapy, highly recommend therapy. Just talking to another person who doesn't know you is is huge. You know, having that third party who's, you know, is not going to judge you, is not going to try to really give you advice. A therapist is just there to listen and to help guide you down the right path, you know. Um, with breath work, I mean, I have to say this, when you really think about it, our respiratory system is the only system in our body that we can control. What can we do now just to show people just as we're sitting here, you hit a moment, you said in the beginning of this that you go, Bob, I'm doing it now. You're breathing right now a certain way. Give me an example of that. How, how are you doing? I, you do it so subtly. I didn't even realize you're doing it. I'm breathing into my belly. Okay. That's interesting. You hear that a lot. And and, they, and I've had speech therapists tell me this when, you know, my voice kind of gets gravelly like this. So sometimes people go, Hey, hey, so what would you say? What would you do right now? Like, how can we control the belly air coming in and out? How would you, how can we do that? Um, so just start breathing into your belly. Think of it like a balloon. Okay. So as you inhale, fill up just your belly. And then okay. exhale, fill your belly, go towards your spine. Inhale, breathe into your belly. It's through my nose too, right? Exhale, belly to spine. And then you can add to it. Inhale your belly, ribs, and chest. It's like a wave. Exhale, chest, ribs, belly. Oh, I can feel that. Inhale, belly, ribs, chest. Exhale, chest, ribs, belly. Oh my God, you know, I'm really relaxed. I'm watching you right now and I'm starting <laughs> to go, I'm going, I, I can see it though. No, honestly, I can see it. And that was should like we, four, that was like four breaths and you could, so you could probably yeah, feel, you could feel that, that shift. So yeah. why should I, yeah, that makes sense. Don't get a shot of whiskey, breathe. So my mentor, I'm actually doing a breath work mastery um, uh, training right now okay. like to be a breath work practitioner. Yeah. And Dan Brule is the leader of this and it's online. And he says, reach for your breath before anything, reach for your breath. Don't reach for your gun. Don't reach for your anger. Don't reach for your, yeah. you know, alcohol. Like, of course, every now and then have a beer. You know, I right. love drink. I love beer. Yeah, love so it. Right, yes. um, okay, you but I love yeah. that. Like reach for your sure. breath first and okay. learn how to respond instead of react. And Allie Link at Riverflow, where I work, she says that all the time, you know, learn how we can respond rather than react. And I just, t- I believe in so many ways that if everyone kind of practiced this in the world, mm-hmm. we wouldn't see all the stuff we do see on the news I totally with agree. anger, mm-hmm. with, with war. It's all fear-based, but learning, yeah, just how to respond in a, a cool. in a healthier way. That's awesome. You talk, and, and not that I, I, I was just going to say it, it, you know, Catholic kid growing up, you know, say your prayers, do all this kind of stuff. Is prayer, do you interject that as well at the same time when you're trying to get rid of some of this energy or do you, do you, is there any time you incorporate that in? Is that something that is helpful for you or is it just something? So I honestly don't pray okay. that much. Um, I tend to do it when I'm having a really just bad moment in life. Okay. okay. And I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I might pray to God and say, God, just help me right now. You know, please get me through this. I might write it and, 
you know, talk to him. I don't do it every day. I do believe there is a higher power out there of some sort. And of course we can all have that freedom to call it whatever we want. Right. 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 Um, Cause we got here somehow, some way. Exactly. Right. You know, not big bang. is just too coincidental. I mean, there's just, it's everything's just too perfect. Everything's just too perfect, but that's good. Cause I, I was wondering, cause I know when I did yoga sometimes just me, as I'm just speaking for me, I would end up you know, I would even say, God, could you open me up, try to help me, whatever it takes to get that in mind, whatever you're thinking, but yoga, what it does, it puts you in that space so you can focus. And yes. is that, would that make sense? I'm, I'm yeah. nowhere near as an expert as you. I mean, when I started doing Bikram, I thought about it and I thought, you know, I'm feel really focused. I feel I'm thinking here for a change. I'm stopping to really think, taking time for myself and feeling like internally, like, okay, you know, feel good yes. and God help me here or whatever I need to do or try to compete against my wife if she couldn't stand. She would drive her crazy. I, I showed up. I gave her a Bikram package years ago to do yoga because she was stressing about certain things. We're trying to, she was trying to get pregnant. She had a lot of miscarriages and, and, you know, somebody suggested, you know, try some yoga. And she while she was doing it, I gave her this whole, like, came with a towel and a little thing and the mm-hmm. whole thing and here's your yoga stuff. And she did it for like a month and I started watching her. I'm like, gosh, I, w- I kind of like, I want to do that too. And she goes, no, this is my time. This is my <laughs> space. You can go to another class. Well, one time I joined her and I started like trying to outflex her a little bit or try to do like warrior pose. I'm doing all this stuff. And she's looking at me and I could tell I was getting her mad. I'm like, I-, I shouldn't be doing it. And the girl, the instructor, a young lady, like yourself, she came over and says, no, no. She says, I'm going to move you over to the side of the room. You're being distracting there. You're in timeout. <laughs> I was in timeout. <laughs> but she did relax me when she stepped on my feet when I was done. It felt so good. You know, mm-hmm. when you just walk at somebody's feet, oh, my God, it felt great. Yes. But there's sometimes, it's, 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 it's been around for thousands of years, like acupuncture. I'm into acupuncture. Mm-hmm. I, I see nothing wrong with there. So, you know, so there's anybody out there that says, you know, you know, you, if you got your faith too, I mean, God made these things for us to do other tools or other ways to do it, whether it's yoga or whether you, you know, want to incorporate uh, acupuncture, it's slow, it does something to the nerves. I do yep. it, but I know you would probably say, Bob, you know, maybe you should try yoga too. Cause yoga can release all that. Yes. And there's something for Spine. everybody yeah. with it, right. whether you're in it for the physical, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, it's a personal journey. You know, yeah. you can show up on your mat and you don't have to tell anybody that right. you could tell everybody that it doesn't matter. So it's just so inclusive, you know, like, at, like um, and you might go in there thinking you want just the physical nine times out of 10, I see people come out and they're like, Oh, now I get it. Mm-hmm. You can't really explain yoga. You have to just go and do it and you can't just do it once. Yes. Right. You can't, we can't fix all our problems in one hour, you know? Be nice, but yes. Yeah. You know, you have, it's like the saying, um, one run will change your life. Many run or one run will change your day. Many runs will change your life. Mm-hmm. One flow will change your day. Many flows will change your life. Right. I love it. And I took a course recently on one of the ancient texts. It's called the Bhagavad Gita. Okay. It means the song of God. And yeah. it's a very ancient Hindu text. And the lady who taught the course, she's Hindu. Okay. So, you know, with Black Lives Matter and, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff that happened, Hindus are also coming out with wanting to be heard about what yoga is really about right. and the roots of it and the yoga sutras and the philosophy behind it, not just the physical a- aspects and trying to sell, you know, yoga clothes and all that stuff. Because sure. it can get lost in translation about what it's really about. And she just had some very interesting points that I myself have never thought about in a deeper sense. Let me see if I get this right. Cause I don't want to mess it up, but she said, you can still, um, respect the roots of yoga with Jesus in mind. Interesting. Okay. Cause one of the big fears I think for some Christians is that I don't want to go to yoga because I don't want to be converted to a different religion. Gotcha. You said you were going to be converted. No, one, no, said no right. one said that. It's this misconception and mm-hmm. assumption that that's what's happening. But it's just more uh, that yoga did come from India. It mm-hmm. did come it is from Hinduism is. Right, yeah. and Buddhism. Exactly. It did. Right. So educating ourselves, mm-hmm. not just with this, but so many other things in life, but educating ourselves Absolutely. of where this comes from and what it means, but knowing that you can still keep your other religion, whatever it is, and bring it into your yoga practice. I mean, what a beautiful way to sit on your mat. We have one lady, um, one of our students, she would thank baby Jesus at the end of her classes. And okay, awesome, great. Yeah, you know, no points off. Yeah, I mean, and I'm glad you did. And that's, and I wasn't, I was trying to get there a little bit because I heard people would say it to me. It's like, I'll give this one too. You know, living in the South, and if you're watching this, I'm in the deep South years. I've been here so more than half my life anyway, so I'm kind of Southerner, even though I'm from up North. I'm still Yankee at heart. But, but you know, I'm down here, and people say, oh, you're Catholic. And, 
and you, oh, you guys, you worship idols. You, you, you revere Mary over Jesus. No, we do not. You know, but when you don't understand the faith or you don't understand like Catholicism and how it helps you get closer to God and yes. there's different, we have a lot of traditions. Yeah, that's true to, to work towards that. But uh, if it helps you, I, I f- tell my kids that you don't have to do all the traditions because you're a Christian. And if the, in that case, and somebody who's not a Christian, listen, if you're Muslim or whatever, you know, Jewish or whatever you may be, through your faith or your tradition, I think everybody's revering somebody a higher power, power. I said, but, you know, you can talk directly, you know, to God. You don't necessarily have to always go through a different way. And and, and it could be argued different ways in the in the faith. But, you know, if you want a prayer to have saints say, like me be like you to help me get closer to be more saintly to get there. That, that's really where that comes from. The misconception is you're, uh, I, you know, using like a form of idolatry towards, towards something or Buddhism, you're, you're, you know, there's Buddha, you're, you know, worshiping Buddha or whatever. I mean, but whatever you do, it's a place where you can get into a space that you're not judged. It's like the no judge zone, right? Is mm-hmm. that, it would, it would be fair to say that. And, and anybody getting involved in yoga, you're not being told that you have to be a particular religion or anything not at all and all religions when you really look at them they all boil down to love yeah every single one of them that's true and love is god yeah and if you want to say god god is love and somebody would say yeah if he's why why not if it's good for you and it it feels good there's nothing wrong with doing that meditation has been around since the beginning of time jesus meditated you know he would go you know so jesus and buddha would be best friends yeah right yeah there you go yeah there you go (laughs) amen you know they both did beautiful things in this world and you know gandhi like i mean they had such beautiful it's messages right it's the message um more so than the person i would say you know these messages come out of our center and you could say god is in all of us i believe that Mm -hmm. like god is in our center so you know, thinking more about the messages that are coming out that are being passed down to us. I love it because, you know, some people will say, hey, there's a Holy Spirit and, you know, whatever, you, right? You, right, you know, and, um, you know, Mother Teresa from Calcutta, India too, you know, look at her, St. Teresa was, you know, you know, there yeah. she is too, Mother Teresa, uh, giving, loving, and, you know. And they were all about nonviolence yes. too. So nonviolence is like the core, it's the foundation of yoga. Mm-hmm. It's called ahimsa in yeah. the yoga sutras. I remember George Harrison was real big and out of the Beatles back in the days. So oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did, you know. And Gandhi yeah. was all about yeah. that. Yeah. And, you know, just being nonviolent and our thoughts words and actions as often as we can. It's not going to be perfect all the mm-hmm. time, but just having that mindset, that mindfulness, you know, whenever we're talking with someone or just how we're treating our bodies, what we eat, what we drink, how we're speaking to ourselves. So it, it's just such beautiful, it's such beautiful messages. Um, so I highly recommend if you're interested in learning more about yoga yeah. and the philosophy, just the, the lessons that come with it. Um, there's very interesting correlations like to the 10 commandments and to the yoga sutras, right. and it's just fun to, to learn about it. So sure, it's another culture. Why not? Mm-hmm. We have to be yeah. open-minded to, to understand everybody. And that's, yeah. that's first and foremost, what we're supposed to do is just good people, be good humans. It's always say be a good human. And, you know, and you know, Doing that, it, which is great because you you have that in there, you actually can do some. Would you say, as far as like physical ailments, have you seen people come to you and have something that maybe could have been a surgery could be avoided? Is is it like I don't want to say it's a form of physical therapy, but but it's mental, physical, it's a little bit of everything, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yes, absolutely. Um, I've worked with one lady. She's so sweet. Who's coming to mind? Um, she yeah. was actually a cancer survivor. Okay, great example. Let's hear so, this. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say any names. You don't just say any names, no, not at all. So she's so sweet. She was older. I think she was about mm-hmm. 70 years old. And she started coming to Riverflow a few years ago. Right. And she was in remission. And she kept, she always told us her doctor checkups. You know, she'd come back and like, I'm good. I'm still good. And she believes that yoga really helped her stay healthy. That's and, nice. you know, keep her Keep just yeah, just keep her going. That's and so fantastic. So, and I it's see that a lot. Yeah. I see that in terms of whether it's cancer, whether it's an ailment. You know, oh my shoulder feels so much better. Right. My back feels so much better. Right. Can't tell you how many people come in with low back pain. It's insane. And easy fix if you can. You know, if you work out and stretch and, and do the proper movements. I mean, it's it's but it's stretching may not be the right word to say it. It's really it's long, so much more than that. Right? Yeah. Explain that. <clears throat> in the best way you can, because it's hard. I mean, we, yep. we're kind of visual, but I don't even know. You have a book here, Charlotte, too. You can maybe hold I, and hold up to the camera if there's any pictures that would show it. But but how would you describe it? Somebody even listening to the podcast now. 
it's okay. So yoga is, it's not just stretching. I don't right. know. How, I know. And I say that because I'm just repeating what I hear other people say. I mean, mm-hmm. they, this is the, you know, the, the mirror, not understanding something and everybody rushing to judgment and saying, well, that's all stretches. And they're talking about, right. you know, l- so you are, what is it? you yeah. are, you're, okay. you're opening up. Okay. Opening you're making up. Okay. more space. Okay. Think of it that way. You are breathing into every cell of your body. Okay. You are detoxing your body. You are massaging your internal organs. Okay. You are slowing your heart rate down or increasing it, depending on if you're doing more of a cardio type yeah, class. I've, I've, Bikram, I remember my heart going, yeah. <laughs> you got to tell it's like 90 degrees in there mm-hmm. or whatever it is, you know, how you are rooting into the ground. You gotcha. are grounding yourself okay. and grounding in the sense of I am here. I am present. I don't want to run away. Like I am here, right? Okay. You're elongating, you're it. expanding. Okay. And Allie has great uh, names for our classes at Riverflow: rooted, expand. I love that. Sweat, yeah. restore. You're restoring yourself when you go to a restorative class. So you're literally restoring mm-hmm. your nervous system. Because let's face it, we're probably all in a more of a sympathetic state most of the time sure. with um, our jobs, technology, kids, just life in general. Yeah. So learning how to really slow down our mind, our breath, our heart rate, everything yeah. else will follow suit with that. Okay. Highly recommend a documentary on Netflix. It's called Heal, H-E-A-L. Good. Well, write that down. Okay. Heal. On Netflix. On Netflix, Heal. Mm-hmm. It's okay. all about um, pretty much everything I've talked about, how Good. changing our beliefs can really change our internal structure. And it tells stories of people who had just, you know, stage four cancer and you know, they changed their beliefs and did natural remedies and were able to come out of it. But isn't our mind controls it? When you think about it, it, you know, you hear people say it all the time. I mean, what you, you know, if you, you think a certain way, things are going to happen that way. Absolutely. But if you, you know, you're deep and, and being positive, it, those things will, will bear fruit. Yeah. It, it, because people who are, you know, in that, that wrong state all the time or a bad state, if you're around people who are negative, you want to be either try to lead by example. And if that's not good, I always tell my kids, try to get with people who are more positive. Yes. Everything's energy. Everything's energy back and forth. Say yin and yang. So I mean, yeah, you want to make sure that we can get our proper balance in the middle, which always makes sense. You can feel if you're in a room with someone, Uh whether you're talking to them or not, you know, sometimes you get that feeling like something's off here. Something doesn't feel right. Or you leave feeling exhausted or depleted or drained or someone who just likes to, complain constantly about something or hold a grudge or I I used to complain a lot I did I used to complain constantly and then one day I don't know what happened I just kind of I think I was rereading my journals actually and I was like whoa is this really what I'm this is the dump I had this morning (laughs) (laughs) what dump was this this is a horrible (laughs) dump (laughs) and so I told myself I'm going to practice if I catch myself complaining or gossiping about somebody else you know I'm going to catch it and then stop it And that's really helped because that is such an energy drain when you think about it, just staying angry at somebody or yourself, you know, or just constantly complaining about a situation and playing the victim of, you know, I don't like my job anymore. I don't like this. I don't like that. Okay. Change it. Sure. Change it. People do it all the time. The tenets of Buddhism, the 10 commandments of, of, you know, Christian faith of those who are Christian, all know that, you know, forgiving grudge holding that's not about it. it's all about forgiving because mm-hmm. you you weigh on it weighs on you i mean it really oh, will you've got to let it go i try so many times and it's hard to explain to people who say how can you forgive that person how can you forgive that person well you you know you know and, and what do you say to this when people say you can never forget but you can forgive is that is that possible do you find that in what you do or is that is that kind of not yes uh, okay. you said you can't you, you can't, can't f- you can't you can't you forget get, but you can forgive, you can forgive. correct yes. okay yeah for okay. sure okay. i think uh, yeah that's, that's fair i mean because yeah. some i mean you think of something really nasty and heinous i mean in, in the news today i mean you just watch the news every day you see some things these acts that are out there are just and sometimes you might have to horrible. forgive several times yeah you know okay. so it might come back up in someone's mind of something and you know they remember and okay i'm gonna forgive i'm gonna yeah. forgive seven know? times seventy and Jesus said to his disciples, yeah, seven times seven. How many times you forgive? Oh, seven times 70 in a, a, in a day. So it's yeah. a lot of times, yeah. I mean, and it's funny. I'm just seeing the correlations, which is good. We need to do this. If it, 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 and the thing is, it's okay because it's more tangible. You could see it in this dimension, this this world we're in, right, and in this flesh world. And why not, you know, get into something that's going to bring you to the ground and it, it'll get you to a place where you're rooted, like yeah. you're saying, and, and uh, allow every cell to be, 
you know, free and, and filled with oxygen the right way and the way you're breathing in that. And I, I can, I, I could see that. I can see it when you're talking, which is great. It, it brings to mind with all that going on, how does a woman your age by herself, because there's so many what people are so afraid. Do you think of this day and age? I'm still taken aback. I opened up with this and I'm coming back to it. How do you travel cross country? I, I was floored. I mean, if, um, you know, and I'm, I'm 20 years old. No, I'm not. I'm, you told me your age. 36. 36. Yeah, I'm 20 years older than you. Exactly. 20 years old. I'll be darned. I don't think of it you that way. You would do it. Could I? You no, would do it. I could. Yeah. Okay. I would, do you want to do it? I would like to do I want to do it. I would love to do it. I, I guess the part that I'm trying to get at is that when I came cross country the first time, and I, I came to Las Vegas, Nevada, that was the first time ever I ever drove across the United States. I came from the steep south. I was actually in Jackson, Mississippi at the time, and I drove. That was my longest drive ever. Like, whoa. You know, like yeah. you're, you're looking at that. It's like, geez, Bob, that's chump change. That's far. But for that's me, far. it was pretty neat. So I started going through the desert southwest and then going through Texas, and i never seen it. But the first thought that went through my head, Charlotte, was I want somebody else to be here to share this moment with me. Did you have that with you? I mean, but how, and I guess that's what I'm getting at. I'm maybe because that's just me personally. You did this journey on your own. Tell everybody how many miles you did and what you did. I mean, I'm, I'm still floored. I mean, you went through weather. You didn't go through the best time of year. I mean. It was the best time of year because no okay. one was out there. Okay. It was 2020. It was that's COVID. right. Well, you did it during COVID, <laughs> right? That's a good point too. I forgot about that. Well, that could be why you're safe. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> well, would you do it now in 2020 or when everything opens up completely? Maybe we'll say 2022. So I actually just came back from Montana. I flew into Jackson Hole okay. last week to do a half marathon. Okay. And I got to see where I biked in Jackson Hole or by so the go Tetons. back where you were, yes. So it was really cool to see that, and I felt like I just, I was just there. I was like, I was just I here. I followed you on social media every day. We're like, <laughs> like and loving. I thought your it's husband. Still alive. It's I still literally alive. thought your husband was there. Nope. You, it was insane how you captured your moments. Yeah, I just, was impressed. I just held my phone up and did Instagram stories because I was like, I need to document this mm-hmm. to see in the future of what I did and to remember it because sure. every day was something different. Um, I'd get to a place and someone say, where'd you just come from? I'd be like, where did I just come from? I have no idea. I just did 60 miles on a bike. I'm exhausted. Other place. Yeah. Um, so I, but I said when I was in Montana last week and in Wyoming, I was like, I I would not want to come here now because there's way too many people. So last year there was not many people because everybody was inside. Right. And I told myself when quarantine first happened, because of my anxiety and depression that I've been through all my life, I could already kind of forward think and realize, oh, you know, they want people to stay inside. I understand that that was, you know, part of keeping this virus underway. I get that totally. But I could see, you know, there's so many mental health problems now from people Mm -hmm. literally locking themselves in the house and being afraid of going outside. When in my head, I was like, no, outside is where the healing is going to be. Absolutely. Vitamin D, the sun, and breathing in good air. And, you know, and so I had wanted to do this for a couple of years. I actually wrote in my journal that I'm going to do this one day. I don't know when, but I kind of kept it in the back of my mind to find that open window. Yeah. And then I found it. 2020 became the open window. You know, and, if somebody's listening to this, they're going to say, you know, you, you, okay, you map this thing out. How do you kind sleep? Of. Where do you stay? Yeah, you were kind of impromptu. You're telling me that impromptu. it's crazy. Like one day to the next, you didn't even know where you're going to be. But you said you found, you found little sites, like little campsites, places that were, I'm, I'm just trying to say safe. I mean, if somebody's saying, well, that girl's so pretty. She's all by herself. What about somebody came up to her and say, hey, young, you know, get over here. I mean, how do you do this so you were safe? That's what I'm trying to, I mean, how do you, if it was my wife, I'd be nervous as you know what, but I know your husband's military. You guys, it's a different mentality and you, you're probably, you guys are, you know, you got communication he now. He was very supportive. I know he was. And, and you, you mentioned that and stuff. So with his support, you're doing this awesome thing. You know, where do you stay? Where do you go to the bathroom? Where do you shower? Did you even do that? I mean, you go in a river. <laughs> I mean, where, what do you do? I mean, I, I hate to be so blunt. Yeah. But how do you, uh, well, so what's interesting is, so think about this. If I were to tell you, Bob, I'm going to bike to Fort Benning right now. Okay. What would you say? No big deal because just get on a river walk. Yeah. You're right there. We all do it. What if I told you I'm going to bike to Alabama? That's easy because it's right across the river. What if I told you I'm going to bike to Tennessee? Well, I would say yeah, I'm a little little worried a little bit. Maybe once you get past the uh, North Mountains of Georgia, you get through Rome. Yep. I mean, I'm. What I'm if I told you I'm going to bike to Colorado? You're getting a little yeah, more like yeah, exactly. antsy, I feel right? It. I feel the antsy because yeah. it's unfamiliar territory okay, and gotcha. it's further away. Right. But if I lived over there and told you, say I lived in Oregon, I started in Portland. Okay. I said, Bob, I'm gonna 
uh, bike across Oregon and we lived there, what would you say? Oh, no big deal. Go through the Willamette Valley like it's your backyard. What if I told you I'm going to bike from Portland to Texas? Same thing. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You know I'd what be, I mean? I'd be like it's, a little and nervous. That's how our Uncharted. Mind, yeah, it makes sense. That's how our mind works. And that's why COVID freaked everybody out and still is because it is, it's unfamiliar. It's uncertainty. We do not like uncertainty, right? This is great. I, I hear where you're <laughs> going with this. No, I hear you. This makes sense. So in, in a way, like, not that I'm saying it, it was exciting that COVID happened. The trip itself I loved because each day was a new adventure. Yeah. It was something else to focus on besides sitting in fear of this virus. Right. And being more um, reliant on our own immune system and our own beliefs. Right. Right. That's like, that's where I was at with this. And you, you may, I mean, we got GPS now. We got all these different things, which is cool. Your bike was equipped well. You had, you had. I say fuel, nutrition, and all kinds of things on there. Mm-hmm. Did you have to pack all before you're picking some of the stuff along the way, too? You can't carry all that with you. Right. So packing lightly was mm-hmm. very important. I had two bags on on the back. I'll show you So, so, so your picture's on there. Can, I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, perfectly. Looks good. You so get you, a thumbs up from Dylan, our director. <laughs> Dylan, show yourself. There, he's giving a thumbs up there. He's, so <laughs> those two, I had the two bags, yeah. Yeah. and that had about four or five pairs of clothes. It had nutrition, like you said, Scratch Labs, Sarah Sport. It had some water, and water's so heavy. You know, you want right. to carry it, but you don't sure, want to carry too much. Yeah, it's really heavy. It. And then I had a tent. It's that yellow thing. Mm-hmm. So I camped probably 70, 75% of the time. Oh, my gosh. And I would oh. usually find RV parks a lot. There was only one, one, or t- one time in Oregon where I actually camped, like, in the woods, where I was, like, Where's the bear? I know. Yeah. Where's the bear? I'm just kidding. Wow. You know, I didn't even consider that. I forgot yeah. about that. But most of the time, so where I was going with that story earlier is, you know, you're, I think when you, we think about this, like, oh my God, you're biking out West. You're going to be in the middle of nowhere. And I even got a satellite phone because I thought that too. I'm going to be in the middle yeah, of nowhere. Right. What about for you? That happens service? very rarely. If anything, I was always around civilization. I was always around cars. I was always biking through little towns. I was always going past gas stations and restaurants, like constantly. Did anybody ever stop and say, hey, you, hey, what's up? What's going on? You know that? I'm just being, you know. When I was stopped, yeah. Yeah. Like when I was at a gas station and just yeah. chilling and, you know, they'd see my bike and, you know, it's it's a conversation starter for sure. sure like, sure. what you doing? And yeah. then I would tell them and I raised money too while I was out there for sure. three different organizations. So every now and then I'd have someone give me like 10 bucks and say, here you go, like for your cause. That's and, so cool. Um, so, so I, and I didn't even realize it and I forgot about that. What, what were your organizations? Give me a little shout out. Boys and Girls Club. Great, great organization. Micah's Promise. Awesome. Another and one. And Stop yeah. Soldier Suicide. All three great. Yeah. That's great. Good for you. Good so, for you. I know that's so that's so awesome. I figured I think, why not while I'm doing this and got a thousand dollars per organization. It was a thousand miles a month. So a thousand dollars per I can't per mile. Get, folks, if you're watching, I mean this can be done. It's it's all about perspective. It's about, you know, um, you know, looking at those places that are uncertain, which can be attainable because once you do it, it was it's it's like a no brainer. And and my my other thought was too, when you're doing this journey and you're going through when the weather change, you know, cause you know, I, weather is my primary source of income here and I do for a living. What, what, what did you do during weather? I mean, so, um, one thing I did not factor in was wind. Yeah. Okay. Wind sucks yes, it in does. the West. And oh, I could tell you that. Yeah. The phones that you, you get Chinook, you get it, you get them all. It yeah. was brutal. So yeah. actually on day four, I was in the Dalles in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Beautiful. Um, biking though, by the way, it's this nice path that rises above the Columbia River Gorge. Highly recommend it. Like probably my best yeah. days. But then on day four, the wind was about thirty miles an hour, and literally knocked me off my bike. Wow. Like I just, yeah, yeah I fell over twice. I fell in the middle of the road. Thank God no car was coming, and so I had to hitchhike and flag someone down to pick me up because wow. I couldn't move. Okay, so you took the so you actually did that as. I hitchhiked a lot, a lot, actually. Okay, that's interesting. I was going to ask you. Now yep. you th- I, I, I think of that so back of a pickup truck they throw you, or what, what are they? What? It was a truck. Yeah. yeah. This gentleman named Steve picked yeah. me up yeah. and drove me to my campsite. But then when I got there, I couldn't even set my tent up because it was so windy. Sure. So right. I had to ask another couple who was at this park to take me to a hotel. 
So gotcha. That, so you did a little hotel. So we're not roughing I did some out hotels. Time. So yeah, you, I did some you're hotels. able to get a place so you can get a little, you know, a little shelter or whatever beyond the scope of using your tent, which would have been blown over. And in, in yep. that regard, that's good. So you came with cash. You know, you had to have so much money, and mm-hmm. then you, you you budgeted it out. You knew from the point when you flew out west and then got your bike out and start driving cross country. At that point, did you know exactly? Did you make your goal? Did you know exactly how many days, or were you impaired by weather? So I wanted to make it back in three months. Okay. That was my goal. Where I was going to go was still like up in the air. Sure. Um, well, originally, I'll take that back. I was going to go from Portland to Portland. I wanted to go yeah, Portland, from Portland, Oregon to Portland, Maine. Yes. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool. Yes. That would have been really cool. Yeah. And that's for another journey, another yes. day. Yeah, I can see that. Because uh, just I changed it because comf- I wanted it to be comforting to go back home. I sure. was like, it'd just be more, you know. Yeah, it's epic if I biked back home where all my friends and family are instead of ending up in Portland, Maine, where I know nobody. Sure, sure. So I'm really glad I did that. But the further east I got, like in Arkansas, Missouri, Alabama even, yeah. not bike friendly in any way, shape, well, or form. People are, it's different culture, different mentality. I well, know. Well, the roads. And the roads aren't conducive for that. They're not, you don't see as many bike trails and, and yeah. respect to, yeah. So I had to hitchhike quite a few times when I got past Kansas. Um, Kansas was great in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. so from portland to colorado basically was hills every single day (laughs) gosh i can see how (laughs) like every day i went over two passes in colorado over ten thousand feet so those were my big like moments of i did this and then you get into kansas and it's flat as a pancake yeah but the wind is it's all open yeah well when when we tell kids we tell our kids never hitchhike i know mom and dad Mm -hmm. even told you that when you're growing up so what how did you get past the hitchhike did you have safety i mean just let people i'm here right now did you tell people how did you do that with people doing it now so i've hitchhiked before i hitchhiked in alaska actually okay um that's where he's from our director is from that's why she gestured that way our director dylan is from uh, alaska that was the first time i ever hitchhiked um i did a little bit in hawaii it to me it's more instinctual okay you know when you really think about it Mm -hmm. how many serial killers are on the road looking for a lunatic on their bike like statistically, know, really, yeah, yeah. really think they don't about realize, that. And you're saying about yourself, oh, you're a lunatic on a bike because you could be crazy too. <laughs> right. How do they know? Right. That's right. You could be the one. Right mm-hmm. there, right? So if anything, someone who pulls over to pick up my crazy ASS, right. um, you know, they're right. taking a chance right. when you really think about it. Yeah, and so I, I called them road angels. Anybody yes. who helped me, they were my road angel because I had so many people just, you know, pick me up when I needed it, gave me a beer, gave me food, you know, just said a hello or I'm this is so cool. You're doing this, you know, and it's awesome. That kept me going. I think somebody's definitely, you hit somebody definitely in your presence. I really believe that. Absolutely. And what, and what you were asking earlier mm-hmm. about, you wanted to share this, you would right. want to share something, right? There were moments I was definitely lonely where I was like, man, right. I do wish someone was here and I could share this with them. Right. But I did meet people along the way and through Instagram and just being able to document, I had everybody back here. Of course I didn't have that back then. Yeah, right. Oh, so, I was following you. I mean, every time I'm like, God, look at Charlotte. You know, I, a lot of, it's easy just to double click and you get a little heart there, yeah. you know, lo- loving the picture, loving what you're doing. And uh, we're all thinking and praying for you making sure that you were safe and sound. You got back, which I think is remarkable. It was just great. And I'm not going to lie though. It was nice being able to get up and leave when I wanted to and stop when I wanted oh, to. Yeah. And I didn't have to like, ask you know say another person you know is it okay if we go this way or that way like I was in charge the whole time and I love being a leader I love you know that sense of control a lot of us do so that was really nice in itself I so look forward to that if that's a day to come you know teenagers at home or whatever but there'll be a point when you hear people retire and they get the get their little RV and they pack and they say we're just going to go do this and that how nice it is to just for a moment just to think that you can do that with no timetable, yes. no work to be, no none of this being ringing and, and clanking all through the night and, you know, people asking questions. I would do, I, I can't even imagine how it would be, even when I was on vacation last week, I was probably on here at least 10 times a day, even on vacation. I shouldn't have been. You never feel like you're off. So you were, like, off, but sharing your, your stuff via social media. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there was yeah. actually a few days in Colorado where I told everyone like, hey, y'all, I'm going to take off a week mm-hmm. and not post on social media because yeah. I was doing it every day and I wanted to really be present with mm-hmm. what was going on around me. And even when I was in Montana last week, we were at a ranch house that was in the middle of nowhere with oh, nice. no cell service oh, wow. like at all. 
And it was nice, but also a little uncomfortable because yeah. it just shows how reliant we are on these devices now. And I mean, to me, it's slightly dangerous depending on yeah. how you're using it. I use mine mainly for work and, and advertisements and, you know, little posts about my life. But I, I firmly believe, you know, anxiety, depression, and we hear this all the time, like sure. it's because of these devices. Right. And these kids are growing up with it now, and it's, it's all they know. It's scary. They can't mm-hmm. look. You and I, at least, thank goodness, we're 20 years apart, but you're looking at me, and I'm having a conversation with you visually with with I, and, and, and you can see your, I see your emotion. I see your expression. You do. You're very expressive. I love <laughs> it. And when I see that, it's nice because that's, that's personable, and, and you feel like you're connecting with somebody. It's kind it's, of a lost art in a yeah, way. Yeah, it is because you've got this now, and they can't look at you in the eye. Yep. And, it's, and I'm referring to my, not my older daughter, she's older generation, my kids now. It's like, will you look and address the person, please? I mean, yep. I'm finding myself saying that. And there's that image thing on here, and there's there, there's a lot of this, and this is what we're seeing. We've got to unselfie ourselves. I keep telling my kids, we, and there's a book that's out. I didn't, I didn't make that up myself, but there's actually a book called Unselfie. Yourself, it was with our party partners. We read it one year. But they do they do this, and you see their face. They're even like... <laughs> I mean, it's scary. I know. It's really yeah. scary. And, and then, adults are doing it too, but I'm seeing most of these young kids are. That's bad. And I we'll think it's get, not good. You, you ever notice like, you know, someone will grab, hold on, let me just do this one thing. Like, hold on. I, yeah, this is more important. They get like angry yeah. if like we interrupt them on their phone or something. Yeah. And it's, that's not okay. Right. It's not okay. So that's, it's more important for us to look at a screen rather than the person sitting right in front of us. Right. So when we're doing you know, yoga. probably need to reevaluate that. Does this go away? It goes away. It has to. So the, so when we're doing <laughs> yoga, we're, we're electronic devices are put in a cubby hole or what? That's important, number one. And right? I'm glad you brought that up yes. because I've actually started telling my students, yeah. um, also Apple Watches, leave oh. your Apple Watch Wait a minute. I got a cubby. Oh, really? My heart rate does all night. So there's nothing. Because text messages come through those things. Mm. I don't own them. I will never own one. Sure. Um, I don't I even... noticed that. I noticed you never, I always wondered about that and you're running that. I, I, I never run with a watch. Do you, you, now, did you have music at Soldier Marathon? I can't remember. I don't think so because I was able to tell you that the shoes no. are good and you gave me the, the Breathe oil, mm-hmm. whatever it was. Yep. And it helped. I remember I did because I have runner's asthma or athletic induced asthma or whatever. And it's, it's gotten a little, it's gotten a little, little cranky here, especially after COVID. I feel like I'm not a hundred percent, but you know, I'm still going strong and I'm, you know, running and doing my stuff. Thank goodness. But those kind of things were, were, were helpful. And then when I passed you, I think I remember that because I, I remember we're by Doughboy Stadium. Everyone knows Fort Benning, Georgia, and it was, we're up on post. And that's where I remember where it was on the left side and I was coming up and I was getting level with you a little bit because I was doing a shorter leg. You were going the long haul. I think you were doing a full that year. Um, I've done a, I've done a half and a full, full. so I'm not sure I which, can't one, it which was. one it was. I, you might have been doing a full because there's no way I would have been passing you that early in there. I think because I was doing I was doing 7.2 miles. I was on the first leg of the um, of the relay, but I started passing you, and I go, "Hey, Cheryl, I want to tell you everything's looking really good. I feel great. You know, <laughs> sneakers are working fine." <laughs> I so, remember that. But you were you were you were you know you were kind of just. You know, old-fashioned runner, not with yep. all the gizmos and devices and all that other stuff going on. Yep. I've never worn a watch, and it drives my runner the runners crazy. Mm-hmm. I just did run across Georgia a yeah. few weeks ago. I remember you did and that. Yeah. Every single gal on the team, you know, they're on Strava. Everybody's sure, on Strava. I was on Strava, yeah. And one right. girl looked at me. She's like, on behalf of everybody, can you please get on Strava so we know, like, what you're doing and, ha- <laughs> like, your pace and all that? I'm like, no, I'm not going to do not it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And everybody asked me that on my cross country ride too. Everybody kept asking, "Can you put it? Can you put it on Strava? Can you put it on Strava?" I was like, "No," because I don't want y'all, you know, s- snooping on my trip. I want this yes. to also be like almost, almost like a mystery and personal. And so I'm sure some people are like, "Oh, she didn't do it. She didn't right. put it on Strava because it doesn't count." But whatever. Well, but you did, I did it manually. I did it manually. Okay, so you know what your times were anyway. So when you got you came across the finish line, we all know oh, yeah. how long it took you and all. Yeah, that after stuff. Each, you had a team though. Let people know you ran. Yeah, how, you know, you're talking to miles across Georgia. How many miles are we talking about? Uh, for run across yes. Georgia? Two, 277. It's 277 you ran, and from Savannah to Columbus. Columbus, Georgia, so people are listening. And when you were running in this, again, you do yoga, paddleboard, and you're, you're in great shape. I, mean, I tell people all the time, you do weights, and every ask you do CrossFit, too. Every now and then. I, okay. I'll get into it, and then leave, and then come yeah. back. Sorry, yeah, so Joanne Kogel. Yeah, I know. Yes, <laughs> Joanne, if you're listening, that's not good. We'll get her at the sprint triathlon this weekend up at Callaway Gardens. But I, but I just... But I think it's important that you that people understand that how you're you're able to still do this stuff because I think a lot of folks are like I can't afford it I got to have this and that you don't need all that you just do think your, do think your of thing. think of before we had them how easy we were fine how easy like we were fine but now right. we think we have to have it right um so we got on that yeah it's, so I tell my yoga students like leave your Apple Watch in the cubby mm-hmm. like it can wait 
right. I can't wait because it's another it's just another distraction sure makes sense and you know people leave like oh I got this many calories in yoga I got you know th- yeah like, does it really matter? Yeah. Like is the, that how accurate is it anyway? One who cares. Right. Like, one who cares. It's okay. more for the internal. Gotcha. And that's yeah. why, yeah, those are other things. I'm, I'm, every time I see, I see this, I see exactly where you're going with it. 277 miles. You didn't, did you do it all yourself? You did it with a team. No, right? team. Team, right. Team. That's what I wanted to know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you did it with a yeah. team. Yeah. How did many were on your team? Eight girls. You had eight. Okay. And we each did about 35 miles a piece. Wow. That's still good. Yes. That's fantastic. It's it the farthest I've ever ran. Yep. I remember you said, Bob, I, I cannot do your podcast this week. I am. I am exhausted. like recovering right now. Yes. <laughs> I remember that, your, your text. Bob, I can't do this. Week. Could we do it? And I, I go, how about two weeks? That's perfect. So here we are today doing it with Charlotte Gallagher. And, you know, I got to tell you something. She's been remarkable. Um, the stuff that you do uh, in our community, I really appreciate it. Because the Bob Jeswell show is all about giving back community and health and fitness and all these good things. You touched on many different aspects of how we're supposed to treat our bodies and, and where we should be when it comes to breathing. And, and thank you for sharing that personal, which I never knew about you with, with your anxiety and depression. So I, I really appreciate that too. And how Charlotte was able to overcome all that. Is it fair to say you're fully overcome that or you still, you still get it, but you know how to deal with it. I know how to deal with it. How to and deal with it. Yeah. If anything, like I still get social anxiety to yeah. be honest. Um, Hard to believe because you're so, <laughs> I don't see you that way, but I, I got you. Yeah. You know, some days I just feel yeah. like I want to be a hermit. Some days I want to be out there. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on who you're around to I think we all kind of get that like in a big group or something and you know we want to be able to contribute to a conversation and I definitely start to feel anxious when I feel like I can't do that um and so just to be personal about that and open like I definitely get in my head when I feel like I can't contribute to a conversation so you just contributed to one hour (laughs) conversation isn't that crazy did you think and you even said it to me how long well you really weren't at you did everyone asked that though they go how long is this podcast Bob's an hour oh geez an hour no you can an hour goes like that as you know it just did it yep that's been an, it's been an hour. It's been an hour. No way. But we can keep talking. I mean, I don't think anybody cares if we want to keep talking. You gotta, you, is there anything else you want to share? Is there something I didn't touch on that, Bob, you need to know this? Is there something you need me to know? Um, we, yeah, we covered a lot of stuff. I did want to say that I love this community so much. And I moved here after I married my husband. Mm-hmm. He's military. And I'd never been to Columbus in my life, even though I'm from Birmingham. Yeah. So I didn't know what to expect. And I felt very welcomed when I came here. Um, You know, when I started doing paddleboard yoga, when I started at Riverflow, when I started at Big Dog, um, just all the little sub communities I'm a part of. I just love it so much more than I ever expected. And growing up with anxiety, I always wanted to fly. I wanted to run. I wanted to move away when I got uncomfortable. But when I was in Montana last week, I actually missed this place. I found myself wanting to go back home, which I don't know if that's also getting older. We start to feel that way. A little bit, but it's where we're comfortable. Like you said too, well, here we go in a weird way. You're comfortable here now. I'm getting comfortable. I'm I'm getting comfortable. I know that's a good thing, but (laughs) you said, I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're getting comfortable, Charlotte. That's not good. No, No, but I I know what you mean though. Cause I'm the same way. You know, I go back to Buffalo Last weekend, I felt the same. There's a part of me, it's hard to explain. My wife was in a military family, too, so she was all over Germany here, there, and Hawaii, and this and that, and all the other. And, you know, always this is home base, coming back. But, you know, my mom had asked my kids a question, which I thought was interesting, and you know, she, she likes to listen to these things, so maybe she can hear this. She'll it'll be amaze her. So my kids go, yeah, Grandma asked, would you ever want to live here? And my one daughter said, I can't remember which, it was one or both of them, one of them said, uh, no, Grandma, I really, you know, I went, and she goes, oh, I mean, you don't want to see me. And it's not what they meant, but her thought was that it had nothing to do with her. Mm-hmm. It really, truly, they're, they're comfortable with here because this is what they know. Yep. And I'll tell you, what I know growing up in Buffalo, there's some really cool things I remember I can do in this and that. I didn't tap a lot of that because I didn't have, I wasn't, I didn't, didn't have the money or nor did I do the things I could have done more of. But going back to visit is wonderful. But I can tell you, I can never do the snow and the weather like that again. Nope. There's no way. And H E double Hawkins next. There's Rex Castillo, our sports director, giving us two thumbs up. But I just couldn't do that at all. There's no way. I am a shorts guy mm-hmm. all year round. Yep. And I like to do the warrior pose when I see you at coffee shops like this. Oh, here he goes. Just for you, Cheryl. Here he goes. <laughs> Show your fans. Which one are you doing? Okay. Dancer pose. I think Dancer. Is that what this is called? Dancer pose. Dancer pose. I didn't know that. Oh, here, I thought Dancer. it was coming. Yeah. And i proud to say that I still think about it, but I'm thinking, you know, of course, I'm I'm wobbling a bit, so I'm not totally focused, and I'm not grounded like I should. We'll get the camera. There it is. 
And then here's Look the, at you. Look at you. Do you want to reach across the aisle? Love it. There you go. There you go, just like that. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, look at that. Look at that balance. So no, but I, but I. Now you just gotta do it on a paddleboard. I gotta do it on a paddleboard. You know, I think I'm gonna do that. So why don't you at home, get on a paddleboard today, get linked up with somebody local who does yoga, and find your namaste. Would that be fair to say? So do you want me to? Do you know what namaste means? I don't. That's why Ooh. I'm being a little facetious. Give it to me. I just never, yeah. <laughs> Let's educate. Educate. So namaste means the light in me, okay. season honors the light in you. Oh, I like that. So that's why at the end it's namaste. And yes, and in India yeah. it's more of a greeting, actually. Okay. So okay. it's more just saying, hello, I respect you, you respect me. I like that, okay. And that's the, so there's several definitions, but if anybody was wondering, that's what it means. So when I go How into beautiful. my, and, and, and you know, Indian cuisine, even growing up, I'm an Italian-American, love Italian food, of course, but I don't do it because it doesn't do well with my cholesterol balance and everything else. So I, I, have, I do love curry. I love, I take turmeric all the time. I love. I wish I loved curry. I can't do oh, curry. I really, you can't. Some people can't. My wife can't either. I mean, and I love the girl. I love the spices. I love Indian cuisine. So it's good for you. I love it's cleansing. It. it is. I can eat it every day. It's it, it. There's. It's just there's something about it. It makes my. I salivate when I'm talking about it. It's how much <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, um. But anyway, how much we love Charlotte. We really do. Charlotte, you've been fantastic and outstanding. Please never we love leave. You, Bob. And if your husband <laughs> ever gets, I hope he doesn't get PCS anywhere. But he shouldn't. I, hopefully, he's going to be here for a while. And what's ironic yeah. is, you know, I married him thinking we're going to yeah. travel the world. Right. And then we've been here. He's been here twelve years. I've been I here seven years. I didn't think he's been that long. His oh whole my career. Gosh, good. Well, good. I hope he doesn't so, leave. So make sure he stays. We'll I, I see him out occasionally when you guys are out and about. So I'm going to thank him again when I see him. <laughs> yes. Thanks for bringing his lovely wife here. And you guys have been great. So we appreciate everything you do in the community. What you did for your bike ride to three nonprofits and, and doing that is is remarkable. So again, thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate you. And That's I want to thank everybody at home and thanks for watching us tonight, and listening to the show. Charlotte has been pretty, pretty outstanding here. And I hope you can do a little a little grounding in your life. How's how about that? And don't forget you can catch all these episodes right here, even this one and other previous ones too on WRBL.com. Every Wednesday at seven, six central time. And watch the next day replays right here at the Podcast Play Zone. You go to WRBL.com, there's a video center, boom, Podcast Play Zone. It's right there in Charlotte. I'll send you a link, too. We'll do that, too. And also feel to connect with me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And you can catch me at BJeswaldWRBL. That's uh, Wood, Ralph, Boy, Larry. And, uh, again, on Bob Jeswell Community page, Bob Jeswell WRBL. It's that simple. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight. And remember, always take it off thyself. And one way to do this is to give back to community... Namaste.